Can you tell us about reproductive oppression history? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, where did you want to begin? The, the very practice of gynecology was founded by Dr. Sims, who used slave women without their consent to practice all of these uh, new methods of medicine. Uh, the first speculum actually was a bent fork. Um, and when you think about the exploitation of Black bodies throughout the history of the United States, you'll come to see that both Black and Brown people have experienced reproductive oppression. You know, it's not just Tuskegee that makes us distrust when it comes to these issues. And now what we see in our community today is higher rates of STI infections throughout our community. And I believe that that is connected to the distrust of medicine uh, because of some of the historical things. You know, I believe in 19, and I hope I, I have a lot of dates, but I believe like <laughs> 1974, almost 25,000, God, I hope I'm saying this right, uh, Puerto Rican women. Mm, tested with birth control. Yeah, and, and, and uh, lost their ability to conceive. And they, I think at that time frame, it was like 70 to 74, they were giving women in, in Puerto Rico 20 times um, the amount of progesterone they would later find out the body could handle. Wow. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, it's, it's, it, but it's fascinating because I think none of us know this. Like I identify as a feminist. I think there are a lot of women out there that are feminists. And I know that sometimes we see a clash between um, women of color, yep. uh, feminists mm -hmm. and white yep. feminists. But sometimes it's like, I feel like if white women knew yep. all of this stuff, they would be like, whoa, yep. I thought yeah. we had it bad. Yeah. But y'all had it real bad. Real bad, mm -hmm. way worse. And that's the thing is like, in these conversations is like, I just want to make sure that we're like weaving that in as much as possible because that sort of stuff, I mean, rocks me to my core. You know, it's like, and it's not me and I'm not, you know, taking on any of like any of the the pain of it because it's not mine, but it's so hard to hear and it's so important that we talk about that. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I, you know, I think that is freaking so important. Yeah. You mentioned before, just pivoting a little bit about holistic mm -hmm. living and how your sexual health be look, looked at in that way. So I'm curious what that means and what healthy decisions within you know, sexual activity and your just your sexuality in general means? Well, I think first and foremost, recognizing that sexuality isn't as simple as mm -hmm. it's not that it's not that easy. We're I'm sucking sorry. dick and we're and we're <laughs> we're doing the we're licking pussy with our hands. <laughs> you know, popping pussy and sucking dick. It's it's not about that. It's it's about how I show up to the world. It's my uh body image issues. It's my uh, gender identity and gender expression. It's my reproductive health. It's, it's how I internalize sensuality and how um, we recognize sexualization because that's on a spectrum. And, and it goes from the space of flirting all the way to the most violent expressions, which would be assault. That is sexualization. Think about how much we use that in marketing. We market cheeseburgers with sex, for God's sakes, right? And then we also have to um, play into that culture, religion, and, and community and society, uh, which also plays into media and what messages we're getting. Um, so I think first and foremost, recognizing that sexuality is a part of the 
psychological, sociological, spiritual, um, and physical variables that make us human. One of my favorite sayings, ladies, from the womb to the tomb, (laughs) the part of your everyday life, whether you're conscious of it or unconscious of it. When you walk into a room, what you wore, how it fits, how you shake someone's hand, all of that is under the umbrella of sexuality. And I just wish people would recognize that it is a a theme that is in our every, like you cannot get away from it. You Mm -hmm. cannot get away with thinking you can separate sexuality and race. Not possible, right? Or gender. I think when it comes to women, we need to explore our sexuality and recognize that that's okay. You don't have to like what everybody else likes. You can like things that people don't necessarily like. And guess what, girl? Get your freak on. Because it is your human right to explore pleasure, learn about pleasure. And I think we should be selfish in that space. We deserve it. Mm -hmm. And then I think also, as far as sexual health goes, don't be afraid to talk to your primary care provider about anything, about how you get gas when you are on top, about like... People don't talk to their physicians enough. And what we have to remember is you don't have to go to a sex OBGYN to ask sex questions. Your first stop is your primary care provider. And it is up to us to challenge our physicians to do their job. Um, If they feel like you need to go to a specialist, that's fine. But we we have not asked our general practitioners enough questions when it comes to our reproductive health. We assume that that's not the person we should talk to. And we have to change that mentality. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.